That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Go on for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. For this first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savi Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. All right, another coaching spotlight um, on podcast with D-Shot, with, this time with Wrightstown Boys head coach, Corey Hayes. Um, let's just start this, Coach, with how did you get into coaching and when did you kind of get, did, get the coaching bug? <laughs> uh, when I was high, in high school, um, at De Pere High School, our athletic director and uh, our history teacher, economics teacher, Rod Kowalczyk from De Pere, uh, a legendary uh, teacher coach, in East De Pere. Um, he approached me uh, spring of my senior year and said he, he really thought uh, with my character traits and as a three-sport player that I should go into uh, education and potentially coaching and and that kind of got and I kind of laughed at him as a high school senior <laughs> um, but uh, as I entered college and got into my second year of college uh, I, I really uh, missed high school athletics and being involved with high school kids. Um, so I got involved in, in coaching at uh, Eau Claire Memorial my junior year of college, um, which was an a awesome experience, and it just kind of went from there. That's a school with, uh, did one of the Bennett's coach there? Is yes. Okay. Yep. Is that Jack? Jack, Jack Bennett coached Jack was, years, in, that was before my time, but yes. Okay. Jack Bennett was at uh, Eau Claire Memorial. Um, obviously, your brother is the athletic director here. Um, What's that sibling rivalry like? Obviously, you guys golf with each other. Who has the better <laughs> golf game? Who wins in horse? Well, as the older brother that I am, uh, in most sibling relationships, the younger brother usually never wins at anything. Um, and he's never beat me at anything. I have been smart enough in basketball. He was uh, He's in the Hall of Fame at Youngstown State University as a Division One college basketball player. Uh, I was smart enough by the time I was about a junior in high school and he was a sixth grader in middle school, we stopped playing one-on-one. -on -one. I just didn't play him anymore, so then I could always say I never lost to him. Um, right. But he's a good player, and he's a horrible golfer, uh, just like I am, but I can usually beat him by a few strokes at the end. Okay, then let's 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 see your son played at lacrosse and his teammates with Colvin Schindel. Obviously, he goes back to my white water dude. Um, who wins in the horse and that? Right now, between my brother and I? No, between, well, you could say you and your brother, but then I was also bringing up Zach. Oh, uh, Zach would probably be, he's a lot younger, so he, <laughs> Zach would beat us all on horse right now. <laughs> okay. Um, talk about, obviously, you're also an assistant coach with football. Um, how, how is it, how neat is it to kind of help out with that? Oh, it's, it's, and... it's been awesome. Uh, 1998 was my first year in Wrightstown. And that was the first year that Coach Clister was was a co-head coach that year, and and we won a state championship that year. And uh, Coach Scheibel, who's our freshman basketball coach, and he's a JV football coach with me. Uh, coach Scheibel and I have been with Coach Clister for all three of our state football titles, and hopefully uh, a level four victory on Friday night, and continue on to the next level as well. So uh, it's been awesome. It's been great. I really enjoy it. I guess from neighboring cities perspective about see with football 
how neat is it to also see um, former head coach at, or co-head coach, I guess, uh, Matt Binsfeld also being in level four this week? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, coach Binsfeld uh, was was in Wright Sound quite a few years, and uh, I've coached football under him and became pretty good friends. He, he's a, a pretty skilled uh, uh, construction carpenter, and he's helped me a lot with some projects at my house. Uh, that's how good of friends we are. Uh, his defensive coordinator, Frank Martin, was actually a player for us uh, in Wrightstown on our second state championship team. Um, so I'm really close with Frank. We're really close with Frank as well. So um, a very good connection. It's a lot of fun to watch them guys succeed, and, and hopefully they, they have success tomorrow as well. Of course, uh, as I was going to list, obviously from the Times Villager perspective, I'm probably going to put um, Coach Martin as the <laughs> Last year I picked an assistant coach of the year, and last year it was kind of a joke because I put Steve Jones as the coach of the year mm -hmm. because, well, we didn't really know what the heck he was doing <laughs> helping out with Kim, you know, Kimberly. Um, obviously, they had him there in some capacity, but we didn't really know what his role was. So then this year, it's like, oh, it, it makes sense to have an assistant coach of the year that, you know, on a side of the ball and that made such a big in impact for them. So um, let's hit on Colby and Schindel because, obviously, <laughs> you coached him at the basketball side of things and football side of things and here at Wrightstown. What was he like as an athlete and like how how was his basketball game? Was he a, a like obviously it's interesting with Whitewater because you talk about you know when we won the national title in 2012 we had Chris Davis who could go and shoot the three and be such a presence inside. Then you had um, Reggie Hearn the next year, and um, I don't know if you'll recognize the name Darnell Harris. Darnell Harris was a post player only at Whitewater for a year, then went to a Junco, and then he was on the Middle Tennessee State team mm -hmm. that I forget who they upset in the NCAA tournament. But those are similar guys. Cole kind of, well, Pat stole him off of the football team, and um, Yes, Cole. I don't know what the whole story is. You probably know the story better, <laughs> but um, just talk about Cole and his and how he was as a high school athlete. <laughs> Cole was a, a tireless worker. Um, no idea, you know, that was before we had cameras all over the building and everything like that. But he was in the school uh, every morning before anybody else was somehow, some shape or form, whether it was in the gym or in the in the weight room. Um, the kid never rested. We had to force him to rest his body. Uh, he just uh, worked so, so hard. And, and as an eighth grader and as a freshman in basketball, for sure, um, he wasn't even a starter on our rights in our Wrightstown program. Uh, he, was, he was a little thicker, a little shorter, and then he really thinned out, got a lot stronger, more athletic, grew, <laughs> and just kept working and working. And his senior year, um, he, uh, he led our conference in rebounding and scoring, and obviously he was a great, great football player as well because uh, he had a lot of size and some great length. What position was he? He was a tackle. He was a tackle. Tackle and okay. a defensive end. And, and in basketball, he was our post presence. So how did he end up, as, when he was at Whitewater, he was a tight end, right? Yeah, he could have been because he, he worked so hard. He was so skinny. You okay. know, he didn't put on a, the chunk weight that the WEAC schools and the college coaches really want. But And he can move. And he can move. And, you know, the story goes... Uh, he was just showing up uh, in open gyms, not open gyms for Whitewater, Pat Miller's open gyms, but just regular college kid playing basketball, shooting around, and, and he was kicking butt, and some of the assistants noticed him and said, hey, why don't you try basketball? 
next thing you know, he was full-time basketball and a national champion. And he ended up getting two national championship wins <laughs> yeah, that year, right? Yeah. right? Because he was technically he yep. was on the football roster. So he mm-hmm. got the football ring, he got the basketball ring. Only if he would have been able to somehow play baseball, he could have gotten all three. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, any, I guess, good Cole Van Schindel stories? Or <laughs> uh, even from his playing days? or You know, Cole, uh, he could score. He could really score the basketball. And, and they threw a lot of guys at him. He was so big and strong. And, and it didn't matter. Every game, you know, Cole scored and rebounded and, and he was a big boy um you know he's one of the few guys that when i took him out to give him a blow he never agreed with that he never liked coming out of the game and he'd give me kind of that snarly look and and he's a lot bigger than me so i was a little afraid once in a while you know and uh but we gave him a blow every once in a while and um and it, so no real good stories other than he just dominated his senior year he dominated his junior he, you know normal years he would score a lot more career points but his junior year, his, our team was so strong, probably one of our best teams ever. Um, we were so strong. We had, we had uh, six guys make the all-conference team that year, and, and we just balanced, you know, shared the basketball a lot. So he didn't wasn't the primary focus that we had, but he was still very strong. Okay, outside of the fact that me and him both showed in, well, he dated somebody who <laughs> I like the cousin of at one point. Okay. But um, one of my story, well, obviously there's, Maybe some Whitewater bar stories that maybe should I'll, I'll leave out, but um, I, I'll bring one up that's kind of journalism related. So when I was in school, we did we broadcasted basketball game. I broadcasted some basketball games, um, and one of them um, it was it was either Superior. It was one of the bad teams in the WEAC. Obviously, and I think Joel Finkelman, who spent some time in, in Milwaukee radio for a little bit, he was doing the play-by-play, I was doing the color, and I said to him, this game's going to be so lopsided, we're going to see some Cole Van Schindel threes. <laughs> <laughs> and Cole comes into the game, and lo and behold, I think he maybe hit one or two threes in that game. So that, that that's that's a good, that's a, that's a Cole Van Schindel story go. that we can, yes. um, I can burn up. Um, let's get to this year's team a little bit. Obviously, last year, really senior heavy. Um, Keegan Spees is out at Rockford now. You got Marshall Edinger at, is he at the Junco, or what is he exactly? He's at uh, the Fox Valley Tech, which is uh, not really a Junco, but it's a, it's a club team, basically. Okay. And they'll, they'll play some uh, WEAC JV teams, and some. they'll have a decent schedule. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about last season and... Um, how, what's kind of your favorite memory about last season, I guess? Uh, you know, we took third in our league. Um, Little Shoot was first, and was it FEL? FEL was first. You guys beat Little Shoot. FEL and Little Shoot. FEL was first, Little Shoot was second, we were third, and, and we beat Little Shoot late in the year at Little Shoot, and we beat FEL early in the year at home. So, to finish third in our league out of 10 teams, and it's a really good league, I believe, uh, and beat the teams, two teams ahead of us, uh, was pretty impressive. Uh, but I was more impressive, uh, you know, last year, I think, you know, to finish 17-9 and nine, um, and 13-5 and five in the league. The year before that, we were 5-13 and 13, uh, in the league. So, you know, to make a eight-game improvement from one year to the next, um, I was pretty proud of. And, you know, we, we did play eight seniors last year, and those eight kids as juniors had to play a lot too, and they really took their lumps 
and got beat up a lot as juniors. That was a long year, trying year for all of us. Uh, but we built a lot of character and uh, got stronger and from it and learned from it and, and really improved. We were, we were a tough out, and I think anybody would attest to that. Um, talk about how, obviously, this year you got um, Aiden Humphreys coming back. I know Brian Repke has a pretty good joke about him. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to bring it up. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, Aiden Humphreys coming back. You got Aiden Van Zeeland coming back. You got Humphrey coming back. Um, are those the uh, healthy retired uh, okay. before his junior year? I really wish he would have stuck it out, Landon, if you ever listen. But uh, he retired from basketball. Okay, so he's not. He's not. Yeah. Okay, so it's, is it mainly those two guys? Yeah, we get. Yeah, we we lost all five starters. Uh, Aiden Humphreys is is a junior and he's our returning leading scorer uh, at six around six a game. Uh, Aiden Van Zeeland started a few games last year. He averaged uh, almost four points a game. Um, so those two guys were in the rotation, played a lot. Um, played a good a good amount, I shouldn't say a lot. But an Ethan Syra um, was probably like our tenth man last year, so he got some minutes here and there. Um, and and all three of those kids um, are really good basketball players. They just were behind some guys physically. Those seniors and and you know like you mentioned Marshall and Keegan, um, and some other ones obviously. And Jack Herman was a real good player. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to those three guys with their varsity experience. And then we had you know three guys that. Uh, that played JV one minutes as well as varsity. They didn't get any meaningful minutes per se on our varsity last year, but they played a ton on a JV team that was 20 and two. And those seniors are Grant Lamers, uh, Cutter, Bosma, and Riley Sundin. Um, they had great years as juniors and we're expecting big things from them as seniors this year. Um, how great is it obviously um, to have multi-sport athletes on these teams, whether it's, um, some of these obviously play all three, but mm -hmm. just talk about that. Yeah, it, you know, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, we have uh, 14 varsity kids this year. Eight of them right now are on the varsity football team. So I'm hoping on Monday when we start practice on November 13th that those eight kids, as well as me as a varsity as football assistant, my freshman coach Terry Scheibel is a freshman assistant, I hope we're all out at football practice. Uh, I got some assistants that can run our, our varsity practice, but it'll only consist of six guys. Um, we also have Daniel Button, a sophomore, who's on our JV1 team. He's on the varsity football team. So, um, But I think it's great. Playing multiple sports, I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I was a three-sport athlete in high school. Um, I'm a two-sport coach right now for the past 25 years. And, and I, I think, you know, just as far as the overall well-being of a student athlete, to play multiple sports is huge because you're a different role in each sport. You're using different muscles, different body parts, and all that kind of stuff, and just all the different things that uh, athletics, uh, sportsmanship-wise, competition-wise, uh, just help you so much in the long run. So I'm a big advocate of multiple sport athletes. How does that, and I just talked to John Murphy, um, I think it was he's two in, days, two he's days in ago. the same sport. He's in the same boat as us. Yeah, um, <laughs> where does, does that affect basketball scheduling when you know maybe yeah there, maybe there's a chance that your football program yeah. can be really good the next yeah. year that yeah it, it affects things you know I've, I've this is the fourth time I'm hopefully going to go through a, a state football run and uh, it always runs into the first week of basketball so for sure and that, that's a great problem to have and uh, you know I've got a couple different things hopefully parents check their emails because 
I don't know when we're practicing Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or how things are going to go for sure for basketball next week. Mm. Um, hopefully there's football involved and we have to make some adaptations. Um, for do, you exam- ever, do you ever have to do where, obviously you have the football practice later or after school, but do you ever go and be like, okay, we know that football's still playing, do you put the basketball practice in the morning? Uh, or is that not necessarily. You know, I would coach, coach Scheibel with the freshmen. He probably is. Um, because all of his freshman team is there, except for him. You know, he's got an assistant coach there. But my team, my 14 guys, there's only six. Uh, I have four assistants that are capable to run through run those guys through skills. They'll just do skill work and uh, some team stuff, but not a whole lot until we get our full group involved. So, you know, and I'm not going to make – I don't want our football guys even thinking basketball right now. So they're, they haven't touched a ball in a long time. Uh, they have – they're not even – thinking about anything for basketball. To be honest, if, if they're all at practice Monday, uh, we're all probably going to have our heads in the dirt and be pretty down in the dumps. Um, talk about key newcomers to this year's team. Yeah, like I said, we have a 20-2 and two team, uh, JV1 team last year. Uh, you know, guys, football guys you probably recognize, uh, Caden Cowell, Jaden Kiddo, uh, Bennett Tynus, Will Showalter, Caleb Podorski, Bennett Herman, had a really good summer. Seth Melman's. Is Bennett um, related to Jack's playoff. younger brother? Okay. Yep. Yep. Playoff Jack's younger brother. Uh, we got a new senior this year coming out for the first time, Ethan Wilson. Um, so, all those kids, uh, you know, put in a lot of time. That Our junior group has had a lot of success in basketball from third grade on up. Actually, from second grade on up. They've been playing a long time and, uh, and, and having a lot of success. So, uh, we're hoping that spills over the next two years with us for sure. Um, thoughts on the conference? Obviously, Little Shoot and FEL kind of yeah. shared it last uh, year. FEL's got the player of the year back, and uh, the third-rated player in our conference last year is back as well. Uh, they're loaded. Uh, I think FEL will be very strong. They're probably uh, the obvious favorite. Uh, and then after that, man, it's it's pretty pretty packed. Uh, Little Shoot uh, lost a ton of guys just like we did, uh, but they're so skilled. They got a ton of athletes and length. I don't know what's in the water over there, uh, D shot, but they got so much length and, and athleticism. It's unbelievable. And freedom's freedom. Freedom's got a new coach, but they got a complete stud at uh, as a senior and a stud that that's a junior point guard. And and they got one of the best freshmen in the state, a six five kid whose mom's from Wrightstown, uh, but he's really good too. So. Uh, obviously, Freedom, Little Shoot are right there, and, and we're hoping to be up there with them as well, and, and we'll see where things go. And, and it, it's weird because, you know, in, in our league, it's kind of always been Wrightstown, Little Shoot, Freedom, but uh, Clintonville, um, Denmark, Wapaka have some very good pieces. Uh, Luxembourg Casco's got a new coach that played in the NBA and played for Dick Bennett, so uh, that? Uh, Logan Vandervelden okay. uh, from Valders. He's a couple years older than me, but uh, so they'll have you know some new new blood over there and some excitement, and and they got talent too. So uh, yeah, every night's going to be a battle, and uh, you know we'll be behind the eight ball a little bit if we don't get a start right away. But uh, I'm pretty sure our guys will will fight and compete. Um, forgot to hit on this. What was your brother like as a college basketball player, and did you get to see him? Yeah, I, I got to see him a little bit. I was already into adulthood. He's, you know, he's younger than me. Um, but and as a teacher, it's hard to get off. I had to take some unpaid days to watch his uh, mid-continent uh, tournament when he was a senior. It was a, a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday type tournament. But uh, like I said earlier, he's he's in the Youngstown State Hall of Fame. Um, uh, he, he was a shooter. He, he, he was lights out. Uh, he scored over. Uh, he scored 1,600 points in high school. 
at De Pere, and that was before uh, we got to play 24 games a year. We only played 20. Um, but he, he was a really good player. I was fortunate enough my first two years out of college, or my first year out of college, I was at Oshkosh West High School teaching and his, as a senior, and I coached a freshman team there, and the late Steve Randall was gracious enough to let me follow my brother around, so I got to go watch a lot of his high school games his, his senior year, which was a lot of fun. But, yeah, he was good. He was all-state uh, football player, probably one of the best receivers I ever saw play. Uh, he threw it up there. He caught it. He was amazing. And, and then he was a varsity track athlete, and then he decided to go for baseball, and he's a varsity baseball player in the spring. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was a good career. He had a really good uh, high school and college career. How much did you get to watch Cole in college? Not at all. Not really? No, and that was before. Now everything D3 is live streamed. Yeah. Uh, It's awesome. Uh, Wednesday nights, I can watch any game there is live stream, and it's beautiful. Saturday afternoons, watching all the WEAC football, and we got a few Wrightstown kids playing in the WEAC now and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. But when Cole was playing, um, that wasn't there. And I I did go and watch Cole play at Oshkosh when he was playing basketball. I got down to those games, but that was about it. Um, what was your son like in college basketball? Or? Um, Zach was a good, really good player. Um, and he he went to Lindenwood University out of out of uh, high school. Kind of Max Mylerville. Yep, Max Mylerville. That was a a, a D two school. A or we can say we can also say what's his. He face? was roommates with Max Myler actually what's for his, two years. What's his face? Um, coached out there briefly. Briefly. Lance Randall. No, uh, Showalter. Showalter. Yep, Showalter actually, Coach Showalter recruited Zach. Okay. And then by the time Zach got down there, um, Showalter left left the program. Have you ever had conversations with him? Or? With Steve? Heck yeah, he's a great coach. Okay. He's a decent I, friend. I, had, I have a funny he's story. At, he's at so Dominican. I have a funny story. So he's playing, he's coaching at Dominican, they're playing at St. Cat's, and I was like, oh, I'll do something on Dominicans to stroll. There's a coach. I go to interview Showalter. I told him, I, I had texted Pat Miller right before it, and I was like, seeing if Pat wanted to say hi or whatever. And then Showalter says, oh, you went to Whitewater? It's like, oh, we were, you know, when he was in school, they were actually required to go to class. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, let's move from the, uh, to the, the WEAC a little bit. Like, what's your kind of, obviously you watch probably just as much as probably I do, or um, what's kind of your thoughts on the WIAC this year? Obviously, it's Whitewater's to lose. Yeah, got Whitewater's, coming Whitewater's back got everything coming back, but Coach Miller, it seems like. Uh, I know Jameer, Jameer Barker uh, lit us up when we went to the state tournament a couple years ago. He's from Racine St. Cats. Uh, he was their third fiddle. Yeah, one of the Nick Bennett yep. teams. Yeah, one of the other two guards with Jameer. Uh, one's playing at Texas, and the other one's playing for the Badgers. Uh, we yeah, focus a lot Kamari on him. McGee, Tyrese Hunter. Yep, and Jameer Barker. And then Elijah Lambert. You're forgetting him. Uh, he was a, a year older, I think. He was a year yeah, older. But he's yep. at Whitewater, too. Yep, yep. So, anyways, uh, he's real good. And the, the other kids from, what is it, Howard's Grove or the, uh, the, the brothers? <laughs> They're really good. Um, you know, lacrosse has a new coach. I follow their program a little bit because my boys played there. JT Gritzberger, <clears throat> yep, Pat, Pat's former assistant. Yep, he was yep. I don't know him. I don't know Trenton. him personally, but uh, it's nice that he has some WEAC uh, history and some experience. Um, and so I know they're pretty excited over there. He's changing a lot of the philosophies up. Uh, I'm good friends with Coach Dernbeck, who left lacrosse for Point. Um, I think they got their hands full as far as getting some talent there but I, I know. got two Kimberly grads yep Kent will do really really well 
That's um, kind of interesting. Once he gets his players there. That's kind of an interesting one because obviously he was the interim when that year when Bob Semling got suspended yep. for whatever. Illegal open gyms. Illegal open gyms and so he was interim and then went to lacrosse. So it's kind of interesting yeah. to see that he went back there and can he get it back to where things were pro- maybe not as much towards the end of Bob's tenure, yeah. but and, and even back to the Bennett days. And, and I'll be honest, following around my sons in the WEAC, um, you know, lacrosse doesn't have a big following. It's a football town. Uh, the, the community follows the football program. Uh, the basketball program, hardly anybody ever showed up. It was The big gym was empty all the time. The one place in the WEAC where people, and Whitewater was bad those couple of years. We smoked them pretty bad, and there was hardly anybody there. No matter how good... Whitewater's gym is a high school gym. I know. No matter how good... Whitewater needs a new basketball gym. Like, <laughs> no matter There, how, there yeah. was there was. And some... There's no, still nobody there. <laughs> it was empty. but it, it, gets, it gets pretty packed when it's the postseason. Yes, I believe when, that. When I believe that. When it's the NCAA yep. tournament, even if it's a girls' bas- women's <laughs> basketball game, it gets packed. I would believe it. I would believe it. But point, regardless of what the record is, the community follows basketball there. The, their men's basketball, is, is, it's full all the time which is really neat, which is really neat. So um, I think Dernbeck will get that going around. And we didn't even mention Oshkosh. Oshkosh yeah, is down. Yeah, yes, with the T-shirt and the, and the nice coat. But uh, he, uh, they've been dominating the league other than in the postseason last year. They've been dominating the WEAC for I didn't years. think Whitewater was going to win that game. No, I said, on the road, I, are you kidding me? I said to Seth no. Myers' dad walking into that gym, I'm like, what? we aren't, we, I'm like, Whitewater, we're not winning this game. Yeah. And yep. all of a sudden, they won. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, let's talk about like teams that you like, professional teams that you watch, and yeah, I try. I try and watch. Uh, you know, the Bucks. Uh, I love the Bucks. I I, uh, I watch a lot of them before that my season starts. But right now with football, I haven't watched as much as I would like to either. And then obviously after our season's over with in March, April, May, June, um, I watch a lot of Bucks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm real curious and excited about uh, Coach Wicks at UW-Green Bay. we got Division One basketball right in our backyard. I, I hope they can uh, compete and put a little better product, and I know it's going to take years, but uh, uh, he seems like a, a high-energy, real good guy to follow. And, and I'm a big Badger fan, and I'm a big Shaka far, Smart fan. So. No, it's such Shaka. He's <laughs> Shaka Smart. Uh, he's a, you know, Marquette should be exciting, and the Badgers got some good stuff coming back. And last night I, I'm, I brought my dad. Uh, my dad and I went and watched uh, Rippin' at St. Norbert. Um, what a battle. D3 basketball. Did, I love uh, it. It, it was did Hunter great. Thiel get any? Nope. He's over there, isn't he? Uh, he's on Rippin'. He's uh, St. Norbert. Yeah, he he didn't he well they're still playing football, so I don't think he started with them yet. But okay. um, he yeah, yeah I didn't notice him there at all. But uh, St. Norbert won at the end in overtime and a lot of intensity. The gym was uh, pretty packed and good crowd and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Damian Lillard? You know, you love the guy that we got rid of. Uh, great defender, great person off the court. But uh, I was excited, you know, to bring. I, you know, he to, put up 34 last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm real excited. And, and it's still going to take time with a new coach and a new system. I hope Bucks fans can be a little patient because they're, they're skinning by on a few and they got really drilled early on in a few as well. So it's going to take time, but obviously if they stay healthy and, and Middleton can give them full games as a, as a number three on the team, I mean, that's, that's awesome. 
Um, favorite Bucks moment, favorite Packers moment, favorite <laughs> Brewers moment. What, oh, geez. Cal- what do you think? Of, what do you think of Council? Yeah, jumping uh, to the Cubs. I was. Like, uh, are you kidding me? Well, I I'm thought he was going to go to the Mets. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember uh, uh, Brett Favre going to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so my guts felt like that the whole day when Council went to the Cubs. Uh, it's not going to change my my dis- You know, my two favorite teams in the MLB are are the Brewers and whoever plays the Cubs. Just because Council's there, that's not going to change in my mind. But uh, um, So, yeah, I'm a big Brewer fan, obviously, and, and it, it's a shame that Council leaves because that kind of tells us all as Brewer fans that he's taking them as far as maybe he can get them with the payroll and how the major financial inequities that there are in Major League Baseball is kind of a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, Packer memories, uh, you know, the memory that always sticks out is when we are just trying to get good and and Yancey Thigpen dropped a wide-open touchdown in the end zone in the north end zone at Lambeau, and my seats are in the south end zone. Uh, we ended up going to the playoffs for one of the first times. Uh, is a great memory, and obviously the, the run in, in 96 for the Super Bowl and the latest run for the Super Bowl, um, those are all great. Um, and now I, I can say, oh, I was at Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer because me and my buddy Mike Gramchuk went, the, oh, went to that Packers-Lions game. Yeah, oh, that was sad. Yes, that yeah, was sad. That, the last couple of years, uh, Ramchuk, home games. Ramchuk wanted yeah. to take fo- like a photo in the stadium. I'm like, I really don't want to yeah. because we just lost, and I don't really want to. Yeah, Lambeau has uh, been some bad games the last couple of years to end the year. Uh, you know, Tom Brady beating us after throwing two or three picks, mm-hmm. and we couldn't beat them in an NFC, cha- NFC Championship they game. They the field goal instead of going for it. Yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, I guess favorite moment that you see. Like favorite basketball game that you've seen live? Like I would say the court for me, it's you know seeing Q go coast to coast, the national championship game. Um, uh, yeah. Doug Robinson, Larry Merck, two buzzer beater game. Yeah, it, it's not a win, um, but my wife and I years ago when the uh, Badgers played in the national title game against Duke, uh, we had off. It was, I don't. For some reason, we had off of school. Both her and I teach on Monday and Tuesday, and the national title game was in Indianapolis. And we have three sons, and we out on a limb on Monday morning early because the game is at like eight o'clock at night. It's a six-hour drive to Indianapolis. We got in the vehicle, and the five of us went down there without tickets, uh, and said, uh, "You know, this is our limit. We'll see if we can get tickets." And it took us till about four in the afternoon, uh, but the five of us finally got in. And just to be at the national championship game with the Wisconsin Badgers playing, even though they lost, uh, has to be one of my greatest memories. Um, and our tickets weren't absolutely nosebleeds. I thought we'd have to watch on the Jumbotron, but we could actually see the game in the second level. So uh, it, was, it was amazing. That was such a great, great memory of sports. All right, Coach, thanks for being on. I guess I'll give you the last word. <laughs> well, D-Shot, it, it's a pleasure having you in northeastern Wisconsin. Gets you out of southeastern Wisconsin a little bit. Gets you some love for the Fox Valley area. Um, love that you cover high school sports so extensively. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of dying in the media. And you you are keeping it going. This podcast is super, um, you know. And it, it's I like it. This year I've liked it when um, three of the schools, you got to get Little Shoot to do it at some point, but they haven't done it yet. Um, <laughs> is three of the schools have done D shot chants. Ah, there we go. So we got to get Wright Sound to do it. Did Wright Sound do it? Wright Sound has done it. Grace, okay. Grace Peters. Okay. okay. Shout out Paula. <laughs> gotta, yes. Um, can't really say you know. <laughs> I, I still say to people, it should be fun. It'd be funny if they said free if if Grace Peters scored a goal, <laughs> free burger or something. Yeah, there um, we go. Um, there we go. 
But anyways, like she said, they did it. But like, there's been some football games this year where I'll go to the uh, Kimberly or well, Kimberly started it. It started cheering D shot at volleyball match. There we go. And then they did it at football. And then now I can go to then Kakana, I guess maybe Kakana and Wrightstown felt jealous because <laughs> they saw Kimberly do it, and then they're like, okay, we might as well yeah. D shot some love. And then I'll, I can go to Kimberly and Kakana student sections and be like. I say D, you say shot, D, <laughs> shot. There we go. I'm sure it'll get going this year, too. And I got called, I was at uh, Kimberly's girls basketball practice, and um, Ava Van Vonder, and she's a freshman volleyball basketball player. She takes a selfie with some of the team, some of the team and me, and, and labels me as oh the goat. Don't show up at practice. So there you go. Well deserved, D cool. shot. Well deserved. So, all right. Thanks, coach. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.